Hey folks, this is Bob Frazier. Thanks for joining me as we take a walk through Oklahoma history. Thank you very much for having me back. It's good to see some familiar faces in the crowd today. Uh, last March, I shared with you all stories about early day Oklahoma and the amazing story of Frank Phillips, founder of Phillips Petroleum Company. Frank Phillips lived an amazing life. Growing up in Creston, Iowa, a barber by trade, a high school education, and a man who went on to build a global oil company that continues to thrive today. I thought it'd be fun for us to share some stories today of the many people that Frank knew and often hosted at his lodge home at Woolerock. In the business world, Frank Phillips met with and worked with some fascinating people, as you would uh, expect. Uh, some of those people were J. Paul Getty, William Skelly of Skelly Oil, Harry Sinclair of Sinclair Oil, and John D. Rockefeller of Standard Oil. In the world of Hollywood and entertainment, Frank hosted many famous people such as Rudy Valley, Greer Garson, Eddie Cantor, Mary Pickford, Clark Gable, who you might, uh, you might be aware of this, but before he was a famous actor, Clark Gable worked the oil rigs in Barnsdall, Oklahoma, just outside of Willowrock. Spencer Tracy one time sent, a, sent Frank Phillips a telegram that read, Clark Gable has told me so many stories about Bartlesville that I feel like it is my hometown. Will Rogers was a close friend of Frank and Jane Phillips. And Will would often host parties at Woolerock when Frank was not in town to do so. Tom Mix was another good acquaintance of Frank Phillips. And the world-famous magician Harry Blackstone. There's a great story about Harry Blackstone. He was sort of the David Copperfield of the day back in the 30s and 40s. But uh, he came to one of Frank's parties that he was hosting at the lodge at Woolerock. And during the evening, Blackstone performed trick after trick, magic tricks and the like. And he announced at the end of the evening that he had one final trick. And he asked Jane Phillips to come forward. Jane came forward and Blackstone reached into his coat pocket and pulled out a brand new deck of cards that had never been opened. He unwrapped it, took the cards out, shuffled, 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 and then fanned them out to Jane and said, pick a card. She did. He said, show the card to the crowd. And she did. It was the Queen of Spades. She put the card back in the deck and Blackstone shuffled and shuffled and shuffled. And then he spun around and threw the entire deck against the wall of the lodge by the front doors. 51 cards hit the floor and the Queen of Spades stuck on the wall of the lodge just where it is today. In the world of politics, Frank worked with, met with, dealt with quite a few famous people. E.W. Marland of Ponca City and Marland Oil, which later became Conoco. Marland served as a congressman and as governor of Oklahoma. President Herbert Hoover was a guest at the lodge. And President Harry 
S. Truman, when he was a senator from the state of Missouri, was a guest of Frank and Jane at Wollerock. In the world of religion, Frank had a very close relationship with the leadership of the Catholic Church, which was interesting and a bit ironic since Frank was raised a Methodist. But he thought that the Catholic Charities did good things with their money, and he was happy to oblige and help where he could. Cardinal Spellman, the head of the church in New York, was a close friend of Frank and Jane Phillips. Frank met with Pope Pius X at the Vatican, and on Jane's wall in the bedroom of the lodge is a proclamation to the Phillips family from the Pope. In the world of aviation, Frank knew and worked with Amelia Earhart, certainly the most famous female pilot who ever lived, Wiley Post, who set many aviation records and, interestingly enough, found the jet stream thanks to flights that were financed by Frank Phillips. Billy Parker was another famous pilot that worked with Frank. And Arthur Goebel. Arthur Goebel was the pilot of the Woolerock airplane that participated and won the Dole Pineapple Race, flying from Oakland, California to Honolulu, Hawaii, something that had never been done before. A 27-hour flight with Goebel flying the airplane and Billy Davis as his navigator, separated by some five feet and they could not talk, they couldn't see each other, and they communicated by messages that they sent back and forth on a string. Arthur Goebel was a man of great courage. He was also a man of great charisma. And Frank liked his style and was more than happy to help finance his plane and his flight. Let's don't forget about the outlaws. In particular, let's don't forget about outlaw Henry Wells a well-known Oklahoma outlaw. Frank enjoyed a, a long friendship with Henry, dating back to when Frank, as a banker, would make loans to Henry Wells. And those loans to Henry Wells paid off for Frank Phillips. In 1933, kidnapping of the wealthy became a great problem across the United States. The notorious and, and dangerous outlaw, Pretty Boy Floyd, arrived in Bartlesville with the intent of kidnapping Frank Phillips. He knew that Henry Wells knew Frank Phillips very well. So Floyd reached out to Wells and picked his brain and asked him about Frank Phillips' daily habits. When did he go to work? When did he come home from work? What were his typical daily activities? Floyd knew that kidnapping paid better than robbing banks and probably was safer. However, Floyd underestimated the level of friendship between Henry Wells and Frank Phillips because Wells went to Frank and warned him about what Pretty Boy Floyd had in mind. Frank Phillips took that warning, took the entire family, and they went to the lodge at Woolerock. The front gate was guarded by police, agents from the FBI, and Woolerock cowboys. Around 1 a.m., 
a large sedan arrived at the front gate and rammed the steel gate. Gunfire erupted and the car sped away. The kidnapping plot of Frank Phillips was over. Frank's friendship with Henry Wells was so strong that Wells was willing to cross the most dangerous outlaw in the country to help his friend, Frank Phillips. Now, I don't want to leave Jane Phillips out of these stories. Jane and Frank Phillips were quite the power couple. And Jane was one of the very few who could hold her own with Frank and his strong and demanding personality. A great example of that was that Jane knew the famous Pulitzer Prize winning author Edna Ferber. Some of Ferber's novels included Showboat, among others. Ferber was wanting to write another romantic novel, and this time she wanted it to have a Western theme. So Jane invited her to come to Willowrock to stay at the lodge while she wrote her new book. Jane Phillips loved peacocks, and they were all over the grounds of Willowrock. Peacocks are beautiful birds, but if you've ever heard one screeching, they can test your nerves. It's an awful, awful sound. For whatever reason, those birds decided to roost outside Edna Ferber's guest room at the lodge, and they kept her up most of the night. Arriving at breakfast the next morning, Ferber announced to the table that either the birds go or she was leaving. When breakfast was over, Edna Ferber left the dining room to go back to her room, and as she passed by the front door, she noticed her suitcases were packed and ready to go. Jane Phillips was not going to be told what to do, famous author or not. Exotic Animals on the Ranch was Frank's dream, and he was buying lots of different animals, giraffes, camels, goats of all different types, zebras, but too many of his animals were dying. So Frank Phillips reaches out to John Ringling of Ringling Brothers Circus to find out who he could trust to buy animals from and maybe what animals weren't going to acclimate quite as well to Oklahoma weather. So over the years, Frank and Ringling established a strong friendship. Frank, uh, Ringling even retired one of his old lions from the circus and gave him to Frank. And the old lion lived out his last few years at Woolarock. And today his mount proudly hangs in the lodge right over the fireplace. One weekend, Frank had seven or eight good friends at Woolarock for good food, good bourbon, and a weekend of poker. And one of those players was John Ringling. One of the pots rose so high that Frank ended up betting one of his oil leases. Ringling countered with his circus, and Frank won the bet. Now, whether it was on purpose or not, sometime over the weekend, Frank lost the circus back. Several months later, a large box arrives at the ranch. They open it up. There's a card inside, and it says, This is a reminder that for one day, you owned my circus. Signed, John Ringling. Inside that box was a mounted bull elephant head. And today it hangs on the wall 
of the lodge right above the lion. One final story, and one that I will tell with deep regret. For all my life, I've been a huge fan of the New York Yankees. And in 1940, Frank Phillips was approached by the owners of the Yankees to see if he would be interested in buying the ball club. This was the team that had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and they were certainly the most famous team in American sports. Frank gave it a lot of thought, but finally decided not to buy the team, stating, well, I've always been a National League guy. What an incredible life. This country boy from Iowa, a barber who became one of the most successful men in the United States, and a man who rubbed shoulders with the rich and the famous and the powerful, but a man who never forgot where he came from and the value of friendship. Thank you all again. I always appreciate being able to visit with you about a subject that is very dear to me, and I look forward to visiting with you again. Take care. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Bob Frazier, and remember, trust everyone, but be sure you cut the cards. If you enjoyed cutting the cards with Bob, come experience Oklahoma firsthand in Osage County, where the smiles are always free. Find out more at visittheosage.com.